0: As students in Hong Kong, you're expected to wear school uniforms and only school-appropriate clothes five days a week, four weeks a month, and 180 days a year. So just how much of the 200 tons of textiles sent every day to Hong Kong landfills are made up of uniforms? Tell me a little bit about your position at WWF and Mm. why
1: WWF is uh, thinking about uniforms. My position with WWF is Head of Corporate and Commerce Sustainability. I just changed to this role one and a half years ago. WWF did this great YouTube video, right, uh-huh. with
0: Paul Lamb of Calhoun Uniforms, where you kind of walked through some of the problems with uniforms and trying to get them recycled. Why did you start thinking
1: about uniforms? Why are they so important? The whole idea is to put everything under the umbrella of change the way we live. And then uh, fashion or clothing is one of it. You know, we in Cantonese called yisik juhang, like clothing, eating, living, as well as transport. So we can practice sustainability and low-carbon living in all these four areas. So that's why WWF is involved in clothing and participated in this fashion summit as co-organizers. And then this episode, interviewing Paul Lam, is a start because we want to draw our memory of Hong Kongers. I guess everybody of us uh, have a set of uniforms at least, right? And then it's our collective memories. <laughs> 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 no, we just want to put things back into a very basic level when we were still in the schools and then what do we do with our clothing? Right. And then this uniform is so durable, and then we wear it every day. And then we may not like it. We may try to change to different styles. What are we doing with it? And then how do we dress it? How do we use it? That's the reason. And we probably
0: back then, if there was a hole in the skirt, you would have probably sewn it right? Mm-hmm. And fixed it, rather than throwing it away. What do you see happening with, the uniforms that are different now than back then in those simple days?
1: Well, what we have heard um, from Paul Lam is that um, it got fashionizing, yeah. I would say. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, every school <laughs> likes to have a little bit different from the other and then try to make it re- really trendy. And uh, I don't know whether it's demand and supply. Maybe it's, well, to ask from the parents. Uh, they need to have a nice-looking uniforms, otherwise... Right. The children may not like to wear it. And then, yeah, that's the trends. And then plus the fact that, of course, technology also is part of the reason why they can be so different from schools to schools. Um, like Prolem mentioned about uh, in the old, old days, uh, probably a school um, jacket is only in three colors. It's brown, it's dark blue, and then it's gray. But
0: So attractive, right? How many colors do we have today? Oh, now red, purple, right?
1: Right, and then even the same color, they have different um, tone and um, like light red or light brown and all sort of different. And then it makes the manufacturers much, much difficult to use the same Mm -hmm. materials and then use one for many, many different schools.
0: Mm.
1: And then uh, they have to make so many different sizes, right? That's right. That's and right. So what do they do with all their leftovers? Well, they try to keep it. Well, the good thing is they don't throw things away. <laughs> keep it. <laughs> keep it as long
0: as the school doesn't change the uniform again. That's right. right. Yeah. That's right.
1: And I guess they do have some agreement with the schools. I guess schools are also um, aware of well, every year they have only three or four classes of new students joining. So um, the demand is not really that big. If he has extra uniforms, if he can't,
0: you know, does he just throw it away or does he now have a, is WWF
1: working with them to have like an upcycling where? Yeah. Well, we did ask this question explicitly and then he said, I've never thrown things wow. <laughs> yeah. I guess one of the reasons is they really experience manufacturers for uniforms. And they do have some statistics already on hand so that they don't overproduce. And then they also have long-term relationship with schools so that um, they can maintain certain size of orders every year. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And then they he, he once mentioned that the only one time that he tried to clear his stock is when he needs to donate things into China, when it's in disasters like the Sichuan. Sichuan earthquake or yeah, something. Yeah, Huh.
0: Yeah. How about this new, I read about um, EcoFit, which is a type of a recycled plastic water bottles, and Tsunami, which does sports clothes, is selling it into... Um, schools for their school uniforms. So Hong Kong Academy, I guess, is which is an international school in Sai Kung, is got is wearing their sports uniforms out of plastic water bottles. Mm. They're very excited.
1: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say um, they're trying to tackle the PET bottle waste. Um, uh, but having said so, uh, you need to watch out uh, when you wash these garments. Uh, will there be microplastic drained into the ocean again? So, there's always things that you need to um, look at it in a more careful way. Right. I'm not suggesting that you should not recycle PET bottle into a garment pieces because it's a, really a good way to reduce our PET bottle going into the landfill. But at the same time, you've got to um, educate whoever used this garment piece how to take care of it. Like when they wash it, um, what kind of um, like they need to put it into an additional washing bag so that this microplastic will have a lesser chance to really drain into the ocean. So this kind of garment carrying um, really need to be explicitly explained to the consumers or to the parents of students.
0: Right. Yeah. We have to do that with all of our polyester
1: too, right? Or do you specifically the
0: stuff that's that, been that recycled will be, That will be
1: good. Primarily all the pl- uh, polyester is plastics. Right. So there will be chances that you wash it, and then it will be uh, having microplastic uh, going into the drainage.
0: Oh, boy, you try to save the planet in one way, and what happens, right? <laughs> you trash it on the other, so it's difficult being... It's difficult.
1: It's difficult. difficult, difficult. Being, so yes, that's why a we have to, to have a holistic will of it, and then we don't just emphasize on only one thing, and then... Um, ball with like is the total solutions that's well i always say if the solution is so easily found we're not dumbed and then we, <laughs> we should have found it years ago and we don't need to wait till today the problem's so huge to
0: right. for us to solve right well maybe the key is just like you said go back to the simple days where there just weren't that many options right, right? yes yes Trash Talk listeners, we can help save uniforms from Hong Kong landfills by using the old-fashioned method of sewing and patching our uniforms instead of just tossing them. And make sure that we pass our garments on to other students or workers that might be able to use them. Don't forget, ask your school or uniform supplier if they offer clothing that uses recycled content. You may be surprised what's available. If you're done with your old uniforms, remember that stores like H&M have take-back programs for all textiles. You can also pull up the Waste Less app on your iPhone or any phone to search for the government clothing recycling drop boxes, which are pretty numerous. You can find all the Trash Talk episodes on iTunes and the RTHK On The Go app. Or follow us at Twitter at SustainableAsia and on Instagram at SustainableAsia.co for new episodes and trash tips. You can also visit Plastic Free Seas Hong Kong on their Facebook and Instagram pages for more trash tips.